The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss meets Accessible Pharmacy. This is January 22nd, and it's so good morning, and in some places, cases, good afternoon. So we're going to meet with um, Accessible Pharmacy today, and we have Andy Bursting and Marianne, uh uh-oh. Grignon. I totally lost your That's last okay. name. That's Grign- okay. Grignon. For now. Grignon. It's okay, Jeanette. That's okay, honey. That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Andy, why don't you tell us how um, Accessible Pharmacy got started, the history a little bit? All right. Hey, Jeanette, thank you so much for including us today. Big picture. And welcome, everyone. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to what Marianne and I have to say. Um, Happy New Year, everyone. I just learned that I can stay Happy New Year till uh, Valentine's Day. So I'll keep waving that flag. Um, happy, happy New Year, everyone. Um, Marianne, do you want to go first or want me to go first? You do the history first, and then I'll tell them what we do. Cool. How's that? We'll, we'll do perfect. our usual show. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> All right. So um, we are Accessible Pharmacy Services. Um, the background of our company, we're a relatively new company. We're approaching our fourth year in business. I, I recognize some of your names, by the way, so you get to hear our story again. But there's some there's some new updates. We're working on some new things now, and it's uh, been very lucky. We, we've actually been able to grow. Uh, we launched our company in the like the beginning of the pandemic, and uh, yeah, we've been very fortunate. We, we've had a great deal of support from consumers, from patients, from friends and allies in the community, from government agencies, from healthcare providers. Um, so for those of you who are not familiar with us. Uh, the company started about six years ago. Um, so we, oh, let, me, let me take a step back. Here's the punchline. We are accessible pharmacy services. We are a home delivery pharmacy service and healthcare company. We specialize in patients who are blind and have low vision. Uh, we are the only provider of its kind in the world. And we are the largest blind owned healthcare company in the United States. And everything that we do is about merging healthcare and accessibility and and empowering patients who work with us to manage their medication more independently, manage their diabetes more independently, their overall healthcare more independently, you know, and to live healthier lives. And um, it's a work in progress. And uh, we've been very fortunate. We're still growing. Uh, The background of our business is um, the idea started about six years ago. Um, There's a guy who I met through little, I live in Philadelphia, by the way. So there's a guy I knew through Little League. Our kids used to play ball together. Uh, his name is Alex. His name still is Alex. Um, I didn't know too much about Alex. He was a nice guy. Our kids were friendly. His kids were good ball players. Uh, we lived near each other. And Alex is blind. And at the time, I was uh, running a healthcare marketing firm. And we were trying to develop strategies around accessibility in general. We had some solutions, some ideas. And I was like, oh, I'm going to reach out to that blind guy from Little League. I pick his brain a little bit. Maybe I can learn a little bit about, you know, just his experience. So we got together for a cup of coffee. And I really, I said, I, I didn't know too much about him other than those things I just mentioned. Um, Alex's story is he was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa in his late teens. 
Um, he went to college at UNLV in Las Vegas because he wanted to be in the hospitality industry. Uh, and he moved back to Philadelphia upon graduation and got a job as an assistant general manager of a hotel in, in Philadelphia. But by the time he reached 25, his usable eyesight had basically gone and realized there weren't too many opportunities for blind hotel managers. So he went back to school, got an MBA, and ultimately earned a PhD from Drexel University. And he wrote his doctoral dissertation on, you know, loosely on the consumer experience in America for blind consumers. And within it, there were an analysis on, there was analysis on the healthcare. And so here I'm thinking like, oh, I'll hang out with Alex, whatever. We'll talk about our kids. We'll talk about baseball. We'll have coffee. You know, maybe I'll learn something. You know, little did I know that Alex is arguably the foremost expert in the world when it comes to evaluating and researching the consumer experience in America um, for, for blind consumers. And so this one-time cup of coffee became a pretty regular occurrence. We would keep meeting and brainstorming ideas. And then we would reconcile those ideas with his research. And um, when it came to healthcare, he really helped me understand his personal challenges uh, of him managing his own medication in healthcare, managing his children's, um, and also what his research was documenting. And so we decided to write a business plan that focused on merging healthcare and accessibility. And uh, we brought on a third business partner, Dr. Jason Barrett. Uh, and, and Jason, uh, um, he's a doctorate in pharmacy. And he uh, spent the first 20 years of his career really focusing on medication management strategies for people with cognitive and intellectual disabilities. And so when we met Jason, we hit it off immediately. And this was obviously, this was pre-pandemic. Right. So we were able to hold focus groups in, in greater Philadelphia area with blind adults. Uh, we had some support from the Pennsylvania ACB. Alex had been working on a research project with the Foundation Fighting Blindness, and we got some support from them. Kirk Adams, the former president of the AFB, was incredibly generous with his with introductions and time and, 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 and insight. Um, we drove down to Baltimore and spent a day at the NFB headquarters and got feedback from some of their team. And uh, we decided to launch the company in April 2020. And, you know, at the time, it was like the same day the pandemic started, we started our company. And at the time, you know, every, we were like everyone else. We're like, oh, it's like the flu. It'll be over in a month. But uh, we all know what transpired. But fast forward to today, we now employ approximately 65 people. Uh, about 25% of our staff are blind or low vision themselves. Um, we operate in 29 states as well as DC and Puerto Rico. Um, and we're growing. And what's cool about our growth is our growth comes in different ways. Our growth comes geographically. We get licensed in new states. We move into new markets. But the, the exciting growth is actually like the growth that we get from our patients. Uh, our, our patients not only benefit from our services, our patients function as almost like our extended market research team. And on a routine basis, we get alerted by our patients about solutions that exist in the marketplace, accessibility solutions, uh, new technology, new apps, new educational programs, new nonprofit organizations who are doing creative, interesting things, new businesses in the healthcare space and in traditional consumer space who are doing things to be more accessible and more inclusive and more supportive of individuals who are blind when it comes to healthcare. And in addition, what's interesting is that while our core competency is still working with individuals who are blind and low vision, that's where we came from, you know, slowly other populations have gravitated towards us. 
just because of the nature of our business model. And so we work pretty extensively in the deafblind community, in the deaf community, in the paralysis community. We work with individuals with cognitive and intellectual disabilities, with refugees and asylum seekers. Um, our biggest category is, and this crosses all those populations I just mentioned, is the diabetes space. 53% um, of our patients have diabetes. And what's the common denominator amongst each of those populations that I just mentioned is they each have their own barriers of access to healthcare. And what we as a company do is work with those individuals on a one-on-one -on -one basis and try to figure out you know, what combination of education and support and packaging and labeling, um, you know, how do we make their experience as accessible as possible and how do we help them live healthier lives? And so uh, I'm going to stop talking for a little bit. I'm going to pass the microphone to my colleague, Marianne, and uh, she'll build upon that story and I'll, and I'll jump back in. Okay. Hello. Um, some of you um, out there already know me um, fairly well from being a host around here and and other ways. Um, <clears throat> so um, before I get into everything that Accessible Pharmacy does, I'll just tell you who I am. Um, I've been blind since birth. I raised two daughters largely on my own without the benefit of an Accessible Pharmacy type service. Um, I worked as a legal assistant for over 10 years. I've been active in ACB um, as um, an advocate and a mentor, and most recently in the in the community. Um, in addition to working for Accessible Pharmacy Services, which I've been doing since 2021, 2022, 2022, um, I am trying to build a virtual assistance built, um, um, company um, working for solo practitioner attorneys. Um, and I, again, I started in, um, with accessible pharmacy services right after um, the 2022 PCB convention when I heard that they would be hiring in Florida for an outreach specialist um, where I, I was living at the time. And um, I thought it would be wonderful to work for a company with integrity and innovation and really fits into my own wheelhouse of trying to help people with vision loss um, live productive lives um, of self-reliance and independence. So um, get now into what um, accessible pharmacy is all about. So the first thing I want to say is that accessible pharmacy services for the blind, um, the ex part that makes it accessible um, is provided free of charge. So all of the services that make us accessible, like accessible labeling, um, accessible packaging, and all of the support that we provide is and, and the delivery of medications is all provided free of charge. So that's the first thing um, to know about us. Um, and before I tell you in which ways, in the ways that we are accessible, I'll tell you the kinds of things that accessible pharmacy carries as a pharmacy. So we carry most medications, most, the, uh, you know, the same medications that are carried throughout the uh, mainstream pharmacies. Um, accessible medical devices such as talking um, blood pressure monitors, the smaller things, um, thermometers and such. Um, we carry a full line, a full range of diabetic supplies from insulin to glucose monitoring systems and everything in between. We carry a number of different over-the-counter infant medications like um, infant Tylenol, um, a tummy re remedy, a cold remedy and a cough remedy that are single doses that are pre-measured for parents. 
So each dose is already measured out. Um, we can provide your pet meds um, packaged and labeled accessibly the same way that you might have your own labeled. Um, these do not include things like um, flea and tick remedies, which are much, and heartworm, which are much easier just to get from your vet. But um, for instance, if your pet is um, has seizures um, or your guide dog, um, your service animal has seizures, we can provide those kinds of medications or insulin, um, you know, anything that's um, vet prescribed, we can provide in the kind of packaging that is um, accessible to you. And of course, we provide all kinds of over-the-counter things like vitamins and supplements and, um, you know, over-the-counter meds like that. And again, they would all be packaged and, and uh, labeled accordingly. So um, the three pillars of accessibility are, our three pillars of accessibility are um, accessible packaging, accessible labeling, and support. Um, okay. Um, oh, get down here. Okay. So we'll start with the accessible labeling. Um, we can label in large print in, and in standard print on a black background or on a white background, letters on, letters on a white background or letters on a, white letters on a black background. Um, we can label in Braille, um, first or second grade Braille. And we can label um, with a couple of different audio um, audible options. So um, one of our audible options um, is Script Talk. We have a good relationship with them and we can put Script Talk labels. Um, they are made by Envision America. We can use their labels to label your medications. Um, we also have a good relationship with Way Around, so we can also use the Way Around tags to label your medications. Um, if any of you don't know what those things are, we, you can ask us later, but I think most of you are familiar with um, both of those of those um, types of labeling systems. Um, and both of them um, offer free apps that you can use um, to access the labels. Okay, um, and as of recently, we can label um, in print in 200 different languages and audible labels, we can label in approximately 50 different languages. So if you're not, if English is not your primary language, um, we, can, we can accommodate you for sure. Okay. Are accessible packaging. Now, this is an area, all, all of, as Andy said, to start with, we're ever growing. So we're ever learning about new technologies. We're ever exploring new packaging options. So what, what I'm telling you now is, um, is you know, it's, it's what we have for this very moment, but it can change, and it does um, change all the time. So um, we can package, <clears throat> excuse me, your meds, in the same kinds of um, bottles that are available through your regular pharmacy, the childproof, smaller childproof bottles, we can package in larger bottles that are that would accommodate someone who has some dexterity issues, maybe arthritis, other dexterity issues. Um, we have this ability to package in the same kind of packaging that Amazon uses, the pill pack. 
Um, we have um, cellophane, pa- uh, we have disposable pill organizers. They can be organized by the month. We can send a, a sheet of organized, of, of, indi- of disposable packets that are by the, by the week. Um, it's all according to um, what your needs are and what you're comfortable with. Um, we are working with Temple University to try and develop a bottle that is will work for people who have very serious dexterity issues and ne- neurological issues, um, spinal cord injuries and such, um, to, to find a bottle that, that would um, accommodate their needs. Um, and, and all of the, all of this is determined in the first phone call. So what happens when you decide that accessible pharmacy is something that you'd like to um, try, you give us a call or you write me an email, I hook you up, and then you have your first conversation with their pharmacist and their staff. And they get all kinds of information from you, aside from the stuff you think of, like your, who your insurance company is, who your doctors are, what are your medications. They talk to you about your level of um, technology expertise. They talk to you about um, what your dexterity um, level is um, and tell you about some of the options that they have and decide what, what you'd like to try. And I say try because if that first shot if you get your meds and you're like this is a little awkward i'm not can i try something else they'll they'll package them differently for you so it's an ever on ongoing relationship between yourself and accessible pharmacy services one of the other really awesome things about accessible pharmacy services is that they will liaison between you your doctor and the pharmacy from which you are coming from which you are transferring so you need not get involved in any of that um and and I personally think that that's one of our biggest selling points because so many times you have to do all of the legwork, all of the paperwork, and they really take that on for you. And so it takes away some so much of the anxiety of, of health management and medication management. So <clears throat> lastly, I will talk about um, our, our how we are um, supportive of our patients. Um, so just a little bit ago, a little over a month ago, we held our an- second annual um, health expo for blind people, where we had over 110 um, vendors and exhibitors and thousands, a couple thousand um, attendees, and it was all virtual. It was held on a Friday for several hours, and um, that's our second annual. Um, we've held um, awesome webinars on blindness and diabetes, um, breast cancer and the blind and blind women. Um, we've done seminars to do comparison. We've done a, a comparison of a couple of the major um, glucose monitoring systems. We did a webinar on eye drop administration. We did a fantastic webinar on blindness and mental health. And that leads us to um, our one of our next um, adventures, which is to do a blindness and mental health summit that will take up a good part of a day, um, where we'll have speakers and exhibitors, uh, you know, vendors, people to talk about different aspects of, of blindness and mental health. Um, we are available through Be My Eyes, 
under um, specialized services. You can do a video call with us through Be My Eyes. And um, our, of course, our website is accessible. Our um, pharmacists and customer service representatives are um, provided with um, sensitivity training so that when you call, they're not, you're not going to feel like this pe person is not going to understand my problem. I'm blind. They're not going to understand how to talk with me and get me to understand what I need to know. Um, so they're all trained. They all have sensitivity training. Um, and again, Be My Eyes is a great way to, let's say you get um, a new device and you're not sure how to work it. They'll, they'll be able to video call with you and go through um, and, and help you get some instruction on that. They, um, they'll do home tests with you um, if you need to. Um, and um, let's say you get a, a batch of pills and you drop a couple from the, the daily thing and you don't know which one is which now. Um, you can just you know hold them up, show them the pills. I and mean, it's a great way to link with somebody sighted when you're in a pinch. Um, we also are, um, all of our staff are adept at using video re relay services for, um, people who are deaf and blind or deaf. And, um, and, and so they've all been trained. We are also working with the Helen Keller Institute to develop an app that, um, folks can use who are, who are hearing impaired and um, possibly and 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 sight impaired, so that the app will um, read medication either via text that they can read with their eyes, that they can listen to, or that will hook up to their braille display. So we're working on um, developing that app um, with the Helen Keller Institute, um, and I think that I've given you the information that I intended to give you. Yes. I think that was awesome. Um, I'll, I'll add a few more things. Um, one is Marianne referred to like the talking medication labels. Um, I'll demonstrate one for those of you who are not familiar with it. This is uh, an app I'm using on my phone. So give me one second. Let me just turn my phone on. Patient name, Jane Washington, medication, furosemide 40 milligrams, instructions. Take one tablet, be mouth once daily. Quantity, 60. Fill date, February 16, 2023. Expiration date, February 15, 2024. All right, you get the gist of it. And it goes all the way down and tells you everything you need to know about the meds. There's also a fast scan. Um, it's great for someone, uh, you know, who just did a, for a combination of individuals. Someone may have uh, uh, loss of eyesight, um, we find a lot of our patients who use this also have uh, a lot of individuals with, with who are sighted, who just have cognitive disabilities or dementia, who need a reminder and an explanation about you know how to take their medication. Um, I did forget one thing. Oh, please go ahead. <laughs> because you reminded me just now when you said that. So um, what I always tell people is that this is a great, um, obviously it's a company for those of us who are blind or visually impaired to take our own medications. However, lots of lots of the time we are caretakers for other people, um, for people in our home. And those people might be sighted, but they might be ailing. So we can get their medications and probably should anything, anybody who lives in the house, we can get medications packaged for them as well, whether they're sighted or, or, or whether they're a person with vision loss. So um, it can be a, a 
tremendous tool for somebody who's a caretaker. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, also, Marianne was referring to some of our educational webinars. It's cool. Our biggest webinar last year was actually one that we did on blindness and mental health. Um, and we had some really cool speakers. We ended up having 1,900 people register for it, which like significantly exceeded our expectations. Um, the speakers were pretty interesting. We had um, our chief medical officer spoke about psychotropic drugs, spoke about genomic testing. We had someone from the 988 hotline. The 988 hotline used to be the suicide prevention hotline, but during the pandemic, it got expanded to the mental health hotline. And so anyone with any mental health issues, you simply dial 988 instead of dialing 911, dial 988. And there's a national network of social workers um, available for free support. We had someone from the uh, Eye to Eye Foundation, which is actually affiliated with Rutgers University in New Jersey. Um, and it's a peer-to-peer -peer support group. Um, that's been growing pretty nicely. We had um, Pam Shaw, who is the chairwoman of the ACB's Mental Health Committee, speak about resources that are available not only through the ACB, but nationally for individuals. Um, we had uh, this really cool woman. She's a therapist. She's a very large practice in, in Philadelphia. She's blind herself. And she just spoke about like, Mental Health 101, going to Therapy 101, how to advocate for yourself effectively uh, if you're blind or low vision. And so I'll use that as a segue. Just about two and a half hours ago, uh, we pushed out uh, an email notification and added something to our website um, on June. Hold on, let me just check the date again. June 14th. You know, because of the level of interest that we had in the Blindness and Mental Health webinar, and by the way, it's, it's interesting. We don't capture too much information from people who register, but about 20% of the people who registered had .gov email addresses. About 20% had .org email addresses. About 5% had .edu email addresses. And the rest were you know, generic. We have no idea who they are. A combination of you know, consumers and patients, et cetera, and personal emails. Um, we're actually, uh, on June 14th, we are hosting uh the uh blindness and mental health summit that was the name we came up with like two weeks ago and it's essentially building upon that webinar where we're going to have a collection of speakers um speaking about different angles and different topics within the mental health and blindness category and we're going to have a virtual um exhibit hall related to it as well so um, anyone can come it's free to attend you can listen to the speakers you can browse the virtual booths um, and learn from some of these organizations, some of the services that they provide to the community. Um, you can find this information on our website. Our website, for those of you who don't know, is accessiblepharmacy.com. It's a screen reader friendly website. It has large fonts. Um, if you want some information and you're having a challenge with the, the website, feel free to email info, I-N-F-O, at accessiblepharmacy.com, and, and we can help you get registered or send you information. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a patient, please call us. Um, our information's on the on the, the website. You can also ask that woman on your phone, SIRI. I won't say her name, so in order to not activate everyone's phones. Just ask SIRI, say call accessible pharmacy, and you get put through. Or you can ask that other woman at home, A-L-E-X-A, um, to call accessible pharmacy and she'll put you through. Um, we are the healthcare partner for Be My Eyes. So you can find us in the specialized help section of Be My Eyes. 
Um, and just call us and, you know, we'll do all the work for you. We'll reach out to your um, insurance company to confirm eligibility. We'll reach out to your prescribers. We'll review all your medication. And if you want to move forward with us, uh, the next time you do for your meds, it'll just show up on your front door. Um, while I have a chance, for those of you who were trying to get in touch with us last Thursday or Friday, we had a power outage, which was a fiasco. I'm sure you can imagine. So uh, if anyone tried to call us on Thursday or Friday and couldn't get through, that's why we apologize, but we're back stronger than ever. And uh, hopefully we'll have sunnier days and spring is in the air and uh, we won't have to deal with snow and power outages again. But um, Marianne, is there anything else you want to add? If not, why don't yeah, we- Yeah, I do. I, I want to say I want to say that one of the things that makes this is an outstanding company is that um, you don't have to be a patient to join our webinars. I mean, sure, we hope that we, you know, you, you love us and, but you don't, it's just, the webinars are a service that accessible pharmacy services provides to the blindness community. And I think that's pretty spectacular. Hmm. Oh, Marianne, can we spend like a minute though, and just talk about like DPP and how that's going to ultimately blow up hopefully. Sure. So the diabetic we're, we have um, this year um, back in July, we'll call it. Um, we began a journey um, through the CDC um, two of us became certified as um, myself being one and another woman um, in Pennsylvania, the other um, diabetic lifestyle coaches. And what we um, hold is a weekly um, class, we'll call it, or um, support group on diabetic prevention. Um, I will say for now, unfortunately, um, it is restricted to Delaware and Pennsylvania, but we're hoping that that will um, change and we'll be able to offer it on a more wide um, a wider range. Um, so, you know, we, we, both of us, I think, run it much like a support group. We have a topic. Um, we have um, materials that we send out in advance. And we talk to people about eating habits and exercise and, you know, how to get around some of the snags that we find in eating healthy. And um, it's a one year, it's a year long program. A lot of insurance companies co cover it. And, um, and then it's of no, no cost to the patient when it's covered. It's frankly not very expensive, even if you're not covered, but it, it is um, covered by a wide range of insurance companies. And again, um, we're hoping that at some point um, on the journey, it will be expanded to include other states. Yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah, so we think we're close on that. The hope is that later in the spring, we can expand it nationally. Uh, and also add in a, so the program that Marianne's speaking about is a pre-diabetes program. Uh, we've been in discussions with the Center for Disease Control to uh, also do a diabetes program. So our hope is that when we're in full stride, uh, we'll be able to do the program nationally. It's all virtual, uh, but do it nationally, uh, be able to help individuals who are pre-diabetic, uh, be able to help individuals who uh, have diabetes and, and just you know help them live healthier lives. Um, we're also, it's interesting, we have a, a, uh, the CDC also asked us to develop a program in uh, American Sign Language as well for that. And we have our first cohort for the pre-diabetes program that's going to be taught uh, in sign language at the end of February as well. So we're pretty excited about that too. And so, you know, as I mentioned, like when I first got started with this, like this is a work in progress. We're still learning. We're still growing, you know, figuring out ways to be more accessible, figuring out ways to provide additional healthcare solutions and services in a way that isn't really being offered elsewhere um, and doing it in a, in a way that uh, empowers people to live healthier lives.
So that being said, uh, Danette and Doug, uh, yeah. thank you again. Like, thanks for having us. Is there anything else you want us to add or say, or you want us to just answer questions or we'll follow you really, but thank you again. Let's answer questions. But before we get to that, I want to say how important accessible pharmacy and how supportive they have been for me, for me, they say accessible pharmacy said they delivered my monthly supply of meds. But all I knew is it wasn't that I didn't have it in my hot little hand. Well, it wasn't accessible pharmacy's fault. It was um, my mailman did not leave the key in my box. So, oh dear. so what, but what accessible, see, I didn't think the, my box, my monthly supply of box could fit in my, in, in the, in the storage things of, of the mailboxes. Well, one of your employees saw where I lived in my complex, and then he saw my mailboxes. He said that it could fit, and we had to track down my mail lady, and because she didn't put the key in my box, that was finally found, and it, no accessible pharmacy's fault, but it was the mail person's fault. But yeah, he took it upon himself to look and see, will this box fit in these holes? And it would have, and it did. So, oh yeah. Out of curiosity, do you know who was that? Who that was at the pharmacy who helped you? Um, I uh, that was a few years ago, and I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well thank, Alpha, thank you so much for sharing that story. That's awesome. Yes, it's very good. Okay, so now we'll go for questions. If you have any questions for Andy or Marianne, just raise your hand, and Sheila will call on you, Since and we'll I'm check with Clubhouse later. Since Excuse I'm me? a co-facilitator, I'm going to jump in and, and go ahead, Doug. Yeah. First. What's the turnaround? So let me give you an example. I'm I, I my wife and I are, are Kaiser people, Kaiser Permanente, and uh, I am signed up. So when I can, you know, I can get my prescriptions mail ordered to me um, with the, in, you know, with the Envision. Um, label on it so you know and i've got the machine to read it um but that's that's mail order and it takes a while um and there are occasions for example if i go to the dentist and i have a medication that the dentist has given me that um you know i, I think i you know i usually want to start uh sooner than i would get it from kaiser so uh what kind of turnaround do you guys have for well, sure Marianne, can i answer that yeah, sure. Sure. So are you speaking about like a, a temporary remedy, like an antibiotic? Yeah, or, or a, a beefed up I, uh, ibuprofen, uh, you okay. know, and, yeah. All right. So for chronic medication, for, for monthly medication that you're getting refills on, um, once you're signed up with us, it shows up automatically on your front door every month. Okay. Um, we try to get it so it's about a week in advance. We provide uh, automatic refill management. So it's automated and we'll give you a heads up with time in advance uh, if you need to get a prescription renewed. We'll get the prescribers as well just to give them a heads up in the event that something needs to be renewed as well. Um, and so it's it's transparent. Um, if it's a temporary remedy, let's, let's say like you, uh, I'll give you a personal example of mine. Um, this happened about it's a, little, a little over a year now. Um, I woke up in the morning and I had strep throat. I knew it was strep throat because I've had strep throat before. I know exactly what it feels like. Um, and so I, I reached out to my doctor's office and I was able to get on, I think like I'm on an 8.30 telehealth call. And I, I explained to my physician like my symptoms and how I felt. And she was like, 
do you want to come in and I can do a strep test? And I was like, I, I have no interest in coming in to get a strep test. So she agreed with my, you know, amateur diagnosis. And she asked if I wanted a prescription for an antibiotic, which I did. Now, put this into context. I own a pharmacy, right? I had a few options. And she gave me these options. So I, here were my options. I could have gotten in my car and driven 40 minutes to our distribution center and picked up my medication, which I did not want to do. I could have had a medical courier deliver my medication to me later that afternoon. But there are two problems with that. One is I wanted to get started as soon as possible. And two, medical couriers are, are a fortune. Um, I could have had it overnighted to my house and had it first thing the next morning. But similarly, I wanted to get it first you know, in my belly as soon as possible. And the fourth option is there was a local pharmacy near me. And, you know, the, I ended up choosing that option because once, and this is for anyone, once you're under our care, if you need a quick remedy for something, um, we will help you figure out the best way to get that medication to you. So in my situation, in this case, my pharmacy, the pharmacy I own, the accessible pharmacy, contacted this local pharmacy, coordinated all the payment information with them. And I, and my pharmacy called me back and said, hey, in about a half hour, you can stop by that local place, which is two blocks from my house, and I can pick it up. And that was the solution I chose. Or there might be a pharmacy in your area that delivers that they could call to and say, here's a prescription. It, it, you know, we need this delivered to them. Yeah, so exactly. So whatever the yeah, best so option would be. The punchline for that long-winded story is, Doug, yeah, exactly. Whatever works for you. Once you're under our care, we will work with you to figure out how to best get you medicated. But those, okay. yeah, but th those solutions did not have the accessible, you know, the, the, uh, uh, for example, the RFID tag. Oh, you're, you're right. And, and that's where you have to like, you know, weigh the, the pros and cons of it. Like, you know, there's a few options available. Um, what are the best ones for you as far as accessibility, as far as efficiency and timing um, and cost? Mm -hmm. So, can you tell us about how Script Talk works? And is this he, he accessible pharmacy? That. Is accessible that, pharmacy available every, in every state, or it's not with every insurance? No, good. So, good question. We're in 29 states now, um, mm -hmm. as well as Washington D.C. and Puerto Rico. And on our website, there's a set, there's a tab called Service Area. You can mm -hmm. see which states we're approved in. Um, as far as insurance policies, we take most insurance policies. And you have to remember there are tens of thousands of insurance policies in the United States. So um, we take most of them. Um, you know, obviously, in states where we've been active a longer time, uh, we have a much better penetration amongst the insurance companies. Uh, you also asked about Script Talk. And there's no charge for Script Talk. Script Talk, for those of you who aren't familiar with Script Talk, you know, and Doug touched on it, the company is called Envision America. They make a product. It's a talking label called Script Talk. It's essentially it's a uh, it's called an RFID sticker. So it, yeah. it's a circular sticker. It's about an inch in size. It has a microchip embedded in it. And what we do is we upload the medication information to that microchip, and then we place that sticker on any of the packaging that Marianne mentioned. And then either using a standalone device, right. which is about the size of a clock radio, or uh, a free app that you can download uh, on your phone. You simply scan it and it reads the medication information out loud. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
So, and if you don't have the, a, a smartphone, you do have that other um, clock size thing available. Yeah, exactly. Just contact us. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll connect you to Envision America. They'll mm -hmm. send you that free device. And it's, it's pretty simple. You simply put the package on top of the device, push the button, and it reads out loud. Okay, perfect. And, and, um, and, and the way around labels function in a similar way. Uh -huh. um, so the company is called Way Around, and the product is called Waytag. Um, yeah. It's similar technology. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Waytag, it's a really cool company. It was started by a father and a daughter. The father's blind. Um, and it's, it's a home labeling system. So you can actually buy those stickers and using an app, you can populate the stickers and you can place those stickers on, you know, food in your kitchen, uh, packaged foods. Uh, they have washable labels that you can put on your clothing. So you can scan your clothing and know what we're wearing color wise. Um, so we're, we're pretty excited to work with them too. All right. So Sheila, is your thing, any hands raised? Yes, ma'am. Larry, you may unmute. Hey, Larry, you're still on mute. My dad's name's Larry. Larry, if you didn't get the F6 key to get the OK oh, there you, there button, you there you oh. are. Oh, there you go. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Sorry about that. My screen went dark. Um, I have vision impairment. Uh, and um, I have those uh, script talk labels and whatnot. How do you dispose of those labels so that they cannot be read by people who want to do other things with the information? Oh, that's really interesting. I, I thought you were going to go down the path of like like the environmental angle. Like, is are they environmentally destructive? Um, I'm not, and I was going to say like you know I wouldn't say they're good for the environment but they're not necessarily causing too much damage i would argue if you it's a it's a round sticker it's about an inch long mm -hmm. peeled it off and folded it a few times it would corrupt the oh. integrity of the microchip and it would oh. not be readable okay because what i if you what it too what i've been doing is i've been cutting it up like when i cut the label that comes with it too uh you know the traditional pharmacy label i i i I tape, I tap uh, the, I tape the uh, RFI thing to the label, and I just slice and dice and julienne uh, to very small pieces, um, and throw it in the garbage. Yeah, but, uh, that'll work too. That'll That's work. That's a great too. question, though. Mm -hmm. I, I got to be honest with you, Larry. No one's ever asked that question before. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. I always ask questions that nobody's ever asked. <laughs> <laughs> good for, good for you. Been doing that since I was a kid. All right. Oh, right. Thank you. Sheila, any more You're hands? Welcome. No, ma'am. Um, Larry, it's interesting. I, I've heard this before, but I, I've never tried it. Mm -hmm. I heard that a magnet can corrupt the uh, the, the chip. Mm -hmm. um, although I've never actually tried taking one and rubbing it with a magnet to see if it's poison or not. That that would be interesting to try. My uh, Apple Watch charger is a magnet. Right. <laughs> maybe I rub the chip against that. And maybe I never charge my phone, my, my watch again. Who knows? Right, Time will tell. Yeah, thanks for the question. You're welcome. 
All right, Chanel from Clubhouse. Oops. Okay, yes, you can hear me. So we have Carrie. Yep. Sorry, Carrie, I had to mute you, so go ahead and unmute. Hi. Uh, yes, I had a question. Uh, so in our family, we have, like, me and my husband have both had bariatric surgery. So, like, any medication we get, we have to get along with, like, a bariatric vitamin, which is not a prescription. And I'm wondering, can people get like over-the-counter stuff uh, um, accessibilized and packaged and pay like the regular price they would pay for that over-the-counter medication? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Absolutely. We have over-the-counter med, we have vitamins, we have nutritional supplements, and they all can be packaged in accessible packaging and labeled <laughs> with accessible labeling for no extra charge. That is awesome. All right, Jane. Oh, hey, Jane. Hello. Um, which California is not one of the. <laughs> I know, Jane. We're coming soon. Pharmacies. Yeah, we, we, we spoke before. Uh, Jane, you're the first person I'm going to call in California. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we get approved. <laughs> Thank you. But on a serious note, um, when you deal with um, these medications, can you reuse the um, script talk labels if you well I mean they're not like they're not yes in other words can you make your yes, own yes but the problem with it to... oh, well if you're using the script talk you can't make your own but if you reuse the script talk label it won't be accurate because mm -hmm. the fill date uh, the 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 prescription oh, in wait, Marianne, go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, it might not be what you need. Like the next month will be the the label will be a little bit different because it'll be a little month later. So you probably don't want to use them, reuse them. Yeah, that's a good. That, 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 I'm glad you brought that up, Marianne. I was going to say, yeah, you probably can, but you're right. There's a problem with it because it'll say like you know, there's two refills left on this prescription, and if you're when there's the not one, you wouldn't know that. Um, right. And then for us, it's like, don't forget, it, these stickers cost us a lot of money. So from a financial standpoint, I'd prefer for people to reuse it. But for safety purposes and for making sure the information is, is current and accurate, um, we, we'd rather replace them on a new, new prescription. Okay, that's all you've got right now, Donut. Okay. You know, for me, I use accessible pharmacy and I have been for a couple of years now. And they, um, I take med pills morning and night only. And they do, they, they put them in like a pill pocket. It's a booklet and there's four pockets, but I only use the first and the third pocket. And that they have just given me like, it's a round thing that has a, a plastic round thing that has a pokey thing at the bottom of it that you put in the hole and you make it and you wiggle it around to make the hole open, and then you get your pills out, and th that makes it so much easier because uh, now I'm not are now I'm not filling my own pills. Totally, totally. We actually have a lot of patients who have like you know dexterity mobility issues, and they love those little like like circular cups to catch yes. the pills. Totally. Mm -hmm. So, Andy, uh, Marianne, uh, one of the medications I take, I I a half a pill a day. And would you guys uh, uh, work with that? Oh, yeah. We, we can cut your pills for you. And, and then... Yeah. Oh. 
And there's no charge for it unless if you're in Philadelphia, you have to buy me a beer or a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So um, then you back in the bottle that it came in or would you put it in kind of a pocket or or how? how, It depends. You You get to choose the packaging you want. So whatever packaging you want, we would just split the pills up into that, you know, daily dose or that time of the day. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, Chanel. Yes, we have Viv Norris in Clubhouse. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I have a question. Um, I was hearing that uh, you guys can preload like uh, liquid medications for children. Yes, right now we have over-the-counter meds. Um, it's That's what I was going to ask. Is yeah, something really antibiotics like something that can be done? I know maybe not because of the refrigeration, but I was wondering if that's maybe in the works. Uh, so there's, it's, it's, it's more complicated than we thought. And there's a few reasons for this. To be <laughs> but it's, you know, there's a few things. The first is right now we as a pharmacy are licensed to practice pharmaceutical medica- medication to, pr- to pick, pack and ship and break down packaging. In order to get licensed to break down liquid medication and repackaging it, there's another level of certification. There's another level of insurance that has to happen. And another level of like sterility of our facility. That's the first thing. The second challenge is um, once you break down a master pack of liquid into sub packs, you change the expiration date. And it requires a whole new level of knowledge that all of our pharmacists need to acquire. Um, that's not to say it's not doable, but it's a lot more complicated than we thought. Um, and so the over the counter stuff, we found a company that actually already does that for uh, a handful of over the counter remedies. It's interesting. It's a company that actually packages them for people who are traveling. So if you're traveling with your kids, you can get, you know, uh, children's Tylenol in a pre poured liquid dose for traveling. We found that it's a great solution for someone, um, you know, in the population we serve. And so, um, so that being said, it's something we'd like to expand into, but um, we're just not there yet. How about a tactile syringe maybe to where um, when the doctor tells you at what level you're supposed to give it, you can feel it since they don't have anything quite like yeah. that. They actually a do. A bunch of tactile syringes. It's interesting. Oh, okay. One, there's tactile yeah. syringes. Two, we, we support a lot of patients on Be My, Be My Eyes with liquid measurements. Um, so a patient can call us and one of the pharmacists can hop on Be My Eyes and support them. Um, we're actually engaged in a project with University of Pennsylvania's Graduate School of Engineering. Um, they are developing um, a mechanical device that can, with meticulous accuracy, um, pour liquid meds. Um, so we literally just, we just signed the, you know, some documentation with them. We, they sent us their business plan. They, so it's not ready for the market yet. It's not going to be another two years, but there's something like that in the works. Um, we also have been playing with, uh, uh, Be My Eyes has a new uh, element of their solution. Um, it's an artificial intelligence solution that they wanted us to be part of the beta test for to determine if we can accurately identify liquid measurements. Um, it's not there yet. We're not comfortable recommending it to people, but it's a few years away from being accurate. So if you haven't tried that, if you have the Be My Eyes app, it's called Be My AI. 
it's a new tab that exists that's on there. Um, and it's pretty incredible. You can take a photograph of anything that's in front of you and it can give you meticulous, detailed explanation of what's happening. And our hope is that it's a few years away from being able to accurately measure liquids as well. So coming soon, it's a work in progress. We invite you, if you bump into a solution, please let us know. Um, yeah, and I mean, in the meantime, as a person who's had to um, navigate that when I was raising my daughters, there are um, tactile syringes out there that you can pull medicine up through. Um, and I'm, Amazon has some of those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, Danette, you're down to five minutes and there are no more hands. Okay, so I'll make a comment. A question for Andy. So I do one of my meds is supposed to be broken half. Instead of me breaking it in half, you guys would do that. Yeah. Why don't you call? Um, and we should be able to help you with that. Obviously, unless it's like something like like certain things are easier to break in half than others. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously, if it's like a capsule with like little things in it, it it's right. Not. It's not. Yeah. Um, but uh, and a lot of that's also predicated on what our insurance, what your insurance company will allow us to do. But we do work with a lot of patients to break pills in half. Mm -hmm. Okay. Danette, you do have one more hand. Okay. Beth, go ahead. Is accessible pharmacy available in New Mexico? No, not yet. Oh man, coming soon. We're in, in Arizona. <laughs> If you want to cross the border, we'll hook you up. <laughs> and I would love to. I would love to attend your webinar on June fourteenth. And oh, how about this? Shoot us an email: info info at accessiblepharmacy .com, and we'll get you signed up. Okay. Do you? Oh man, do you have a a, a toll free number I could call? Because Beth, I will give that to you. I will call okay, you cool. and give that to you. We yeah. should give okay, it here cool. anyway. Okay, yeah, you can give it here. Uh -huh. Well, how about this? If, if you want to get registered for the webinar, don't call our 800 number. That's going to the pharmacy team. Oh, yeah. And they'll be like, oh, oh you should oh, email okay. me ending. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a shortcut. Email me. <laughs> um, she doesn't do email. Oh. Um, uh, I have an email, but I, I kind of have an email, but I don't have a computer. <laughs> how about this? I'm going to give you my cell phone number. I'm rushing out after this, but if you want to, Call me or text me. Um, I'll follow up with you. Okay. Find up. So my cell phone number is two six seven. Okay. Nine, yeah. Nine six eight. Two six seven nine six eight zero three four two zero three four two, and I'll get you signed up. Okay. Cool. All right. Thanks, Beth. You're welcome. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, Beth. So right. we, we have about five minutes. So Doug, you want to say some closing mark, remarks about AABL? Sure. Um, uh, what do I want to say? Well, first of all, um, we have I've been amazed. Uh, we've been getting new members about one a week. So um, we're really a growing organization of people who are older and have, uh, have visual problems. And um, we don't, uh, we do have some support, and but we also put you to work and opportunities um, that you can participate in from the 
local to the state to the to the national level and um uh, we have this monthly call uh we have a uh we called i could write a book and it's just <laughs> us getting together talking about the crazy stuff that's happened to us and, you know and and that we've been through in our lives and that kind of thing so uh, that's a once a month uh call also so uh if you want to join us uh, well first of all if you want to find out more about us you can go to our website which is HTTPS, no, HTTP colon slash slash www.aavl dash blind, B L I N D dash seniors, S E N I O R S dot org. And if you want, if you have any questions about the organization, um, I'm the president, and so you can get it. Uh, pres- you can email president at aavl line seniors.org. Um, if, and if you go to the website, uh, you, our, we have membership information uh, PayPal and Zelle. Mm-hmm. And it's only uh, 15 bucks a year. Yeah. All right. Okay, come on, to one minute, Danette. Cal. Yep. Yep. Thank you to Danette. Thank you to Sheila, Chanel, and, and Andy and, and Marianne. Thank you so much. And we are Absolutely. about out of time. You're very yeah. welcome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, everybody.